This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. And happy motherfucking Friday! First weekend of spring is here. Welcome to After 9. It's Scott, Cat, and Dave Lazard is in studio. Hey, thanks for waiting for me to start the podcast. We've been waiting a while. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, I just have a job, that's all. Uh, you know, just yeah. working. What do you think, you're running this place? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just a little bit busy. <laughs> you you run the, the whole place? <laughs> it's just a little bit. Funny what Dave does in any given day. So it could be some top secret promotional meeting about this big cash contest that we're going to be doing. Or it could be us hounding Dave. Did you order new water for the water dispenser? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. No word of a lie. This was so my uh, the new baby was born on a Saturday night, Monday morning at 901. I got a text message saying we're out of water. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the NICU right now. I don't have time for this. Is, is there not some sort of a scheduled delivery we can get on? Because it seems like that's the bulk of what you deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out of paper towels. Which one of, which one of you is going to tell them? It's secretly inside the office. We're like, are you going to email him this time? I'm not emailing him. People are drawing sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the short straw? Damn no! <laughs> hey, we're out of water. Like, yeah, the phone number that I call is the same one you can call. <laughs> Oh, no, so but I'm good. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you good? Are you sleeping yet? No. Nope. No. Nope. Really? Nope. Really? Nope. Have you tried listening to ASMR podcasts? <laughs> Apparently that works. Uh, according to the feedback we got from last Friday, that that's exactly what I should be doing. No you kidding. Should be, yeah. I had no idea that um, so many people who listen to After Nine were into it. Yeah. I got so many DMs on that it podcast. Was wild. So many. Why do you think that is? Because uh, people are. St- Scott has, Scott, Scott has this. feelings on this, I by the way. feelings so just, on this, and I think y- y'all should just, whatever it is you do to cope, whether it's cannabis or beer or whatever, get rid of it all. What you really need is a fucking baby bottle with a nipple on it, and that is the only thing that's going to get you through in life. If you need to be soothed by being whispered to because it's too aggressive or abrasive to be spoken to. Well, I don't know if it's that necessarily. No, not necessarily. I mean, people don't do yoga. Be, like, hey, gang, downward dog. There's a reason why that certain things have calming effects. Like the spa music that you hear when yes. you get a massage, right? Like the certain things do make you feel calm. For some people, that's ASMR. That is such a great point because you don't go for a massage and hear Megadeth playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because no one's ever tried it. It might be great. It's probably not. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I like Megadeth, but it's probably not the place for it. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel relaxed at all. Swing to the symphony <laughs> of destruction. And you're like, oh, a little knot in my lower back there. <laughs> I, like, oh, I feel you. more stressed when I leave. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you have a lot of tension in, in your shoulders. <laughs> yup. <laughs> you're screaming along to Megadeth. You get a 60-minute massage done in 30 minutes with better music. Yeah, they chopping her all. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Put some Metallica on. It's all fast-paced. You're like, yeah, master, master. <laughs> chopping away at the shoulders. You're like, this hurts. I'm bruised. <laughs> It hurts, but I think I like it. (laughs) It's funny, though, because it's like, would you stand at the door of a yoga studio 
and just be like, why don't you be adults and just drink some whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to pick on the people that are really into the ASMR because I don't you know don't how it. not to. Yeah, it's not that it. I don't get it. I mean, I get that, that if whispering can be more of a soothing tone. I just don't understand why you need that much soothing. How are there that many podcasts of people whispering? There's yeah, got to be a, a huge lot. market for it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. Uh, but it's uh, when we were talking about the description of it last week, I learned that it's more about what what happens to you, your response to it, yeah. like when you get goosebumps or things like that. That's the, I think that's what they're chasing. Yeah, is that feeling? Yeah, which yeah. is which is interesting. It's an interesting world. Every brain is different. Some people react certain ways to different things, right? Absolutely. You have your weird shit you like, Scott. So Scott everybody, everybody a, does. He just gets annoyed by it, though. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever allow it to soothe. Him. Everyone should think like me. <laughs> Nobody should like it if I don't like it. <laughs> It's part accurate. Uh, there's a really great article on Reddit right now. It is things that people said that they would never do when they turned into an adult, but they ended up doing them as soon as they turned into an adult. So we'll do a deeper dive into this. I'm going to read you some of the comments. Again, it's Reddit, so it's all user generated. Bird watching. This person says, I used to think it was the worst way someone could spend their time. 20 years later, I'm obsessed with birds. I like birds too now. I do like birds. I got it through the pandemic. Yeah? Where they, they'd be, you'd spend more time staring out your window. <laughs> and I'm sure they were there before, but. <laughs> oh, there's birds out there. Yeah, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, that's a blue jay. Oh, that's cool. In like, between episodes of Tiger King, you noticed in the nature? <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's a robin. You know, like, I would notice them coming into my backyard more often, and I started to pay attention to them and then and, and then I would notice that my routine at home because I'd spend more time at home as as all of us did I, but I was like oh at 9 30 in the morning this same bird comes every day and it started to become a thing and I, and I almost went as far as to buy binoculars because I'm like I want to see them I was closer gonna ask if you cross that line I wanted to buy a bird feeder um but we also had a ton of squirrels and every time anything was put out the squirrels would just destroy it so I was like I don't care for you squirrels if you didn't have fluffy tails, no one would think you're cute. Um, That's true. You're it's just a rat a, in a cuter outfit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a rat in a costume. That's all it is. Uh, but I, I was, I loved the birds. I loved watching them, and I don't know what it was. And mm. I felt like every day the bird got a little more confident in the yard and would come a little bit closer and wouldn't be so spooked by me standing at the window and looking or opening the back door. And I, 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 I felt a kinship with the birds That's during cute. the pandemic. If I'm reading between the lines, you have become a bird person. Uh, well, I mean... The fact that you're shit-talking squirrels because they might eat your bird food. Well, yeah, squirrels are assholes to begin with, so um, I don't know. I don't, does that make me a bird person? I like them, but I, I still haven't bought a bird feeder, so maybe not a bird person, I guess. So you like them, but not enough to feed yeah, them. Yeah, not, not enough to have them make sure they come around for food, no. I like birds. I make up birds now. My kids ask, what kind of bird is it? Because every now and again, I actually know. Like, we saw a crane because we got, like, a river and pond behind us, so, like, if there was a crane, I'm like, that's a crane. Oh, that's a robin. And my kid will ask, like, what's that? And it's, it's a pinstriped yellow jacket. Keep moving. Like, <laughs> you'll, I don't, you'll make it up. I make really? it up. They <laughs> don't know. Hilarious. They're not Googling anything yet. They're going to find out one day I have I know nothing about birds. Yeah. Mommy, it, is that a finch? I don't know. What the f- finch? It's a, it's a finch, sure. <laughs> what are you going to do if, if down the line at some point you're walking through the forest with your adult daughters and one of them says, that's the yellow pinstripe bird. <laughs> My mom showed me that when I was a kid. Oh, your poor kid. Yeah, your kid's going to feel like an ass. <laughs> they won't remember, will they? Well, they probably will with my luck. My mom says that's a pterodactyl. 
people. Your mom's an idiot. <laughs> Gardening. Growing up, oh yeah, working in the garden was punishment. Now it's how I relax. That's so true. You love gardening. Do you feel like that's true for you? I don't know what. Actually, it was the pandemic. Like you with the birds. For me, I just thought, I've got that big backyard that I don't really do anything with. I'm going to dig it up and I'm going to plant a garden. But I didn't just plant any garden. I planted a big garden. And now I have so many fucking tomato cages and things like that that I don't even have any room to put them anymore. But I love gardening. Growing something and then actually eating it seems like a real adult thing to do during the pandemic. You don't also don't go half measures, though, on things. Like when you want to try something new, you'll go and buy all of the stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I, I was shocked when... Uh, when your son started playing lacrosse and I was like, ah, that's a big commitment. I don't know if he's going to get into it. Like from a dad perspective, you'd just be like, this is so much equipment. Oh my God. So much money to spend all these leagues. And then he started getting better and better and better. And you're like, oh crap. Like this is a thing now. Mm-hmm. And this is now has overtaken your life. You're more now involved you're in Mr. Lacrosse. lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And I was shocked by that. But anytime you do that, same thing with gardening. It's like, no, get it all. Get all the gardening equipment. I need all the hose. Like, you're getting all of the stuff lined up. <laughs> you used to get excited about a different kind of hose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was the summer of Scott. Uh, interesting. Uh, what are you growing, by the way, other than the tomatoes? Okay, so I grow tomatoes. I grew a couple of different fruits just to see if I could. Like, strawberries are surprisingly easy to grow. You don't even need to be really good at it. Tomatoes as well, but you just got to grow good tomatoes or you can't get rid of them. If you just want to grow like a hothouse or a beefsteak tomato, trying to give those away, nobody gives a shit. If you grow like Roma tomatoes, real nice ones, yeah, people will take them off your hands and you inevitably end up with too many of them. I also grow a lot of herbs, spices, yeah. mm-hmm. things like that. Wow. It's good. Good for you. Eggplant I tried. How did that go? Not well. Not well. Turns out we don't have the ideal climate no, in southern Ontario that, to grow an that, eggplant. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah we, we, my uh, olive branch didn't go very well either. My wife tried to do a garden a few years back and, and wanted to grow lettuce. And I'm pretty sure for a week straight I ate weeds. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty this sure. This is great, babe. Yeah. Mm, I think there's a sunflower in this one. Mm. <laughs> Dandelion. Mmm. Delicious. I know you can eat these, but <laughs> they don't call them weeds. They call them mixed greens. Yeah. When they come out was, like that. Yeah. Was it mescaline? <laughs> right. You ever in the middle of eating mixed greens? I'm like, why the hell did I buy this? Like, yeah. what, what am I doing? Has anybody <laughs> bought one of the mixed greens containers from the grocery store and finished it before no. they had to throw some of it out? Probably not. I don't think in recorded history anybody's Probably ever finished not. one. No. It's true. You could be in the Guinness That's Book of true. World Records if you finish a spring mix this weekend. <laughs> Good for you. Good luck. Again, we're talking about the things that you as a young adult or even a kid said, I will never do that when I'm an adult, but now you do it and you actually love it. This person says, I swore I would never stop liking new music. Now, I only listen to what I grew up with. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that, though. Every generation does it, though. I feel like every generation does too. People who grew up in the 50s hated the music in the 60s. People who grew up in the 60s hated the 70s, 70s to 80s. It, it, every, it happens all the time. I'm an obvious 2000s kid. And you like, wear it you like a badge it. of honor. You know it. But I do, but that said, I do enjoy new music. It's not like it's not on my playlist, but there's a, if you told me I could only listen to either new music or 2000s, I'm picking 2000s every time. Well, what is, I forget the exact age. I think it's like 13 or 14. It's like the song that you 
are into at that point, like your favorite song will define your musical taste. Mm, interesting. Because like, it's more memory than anything. It's more, it you is. think nostalgic. You think of the time rather than the actual, mm-hmm. maybe the music itself, which is kind of interesting. Do you, would you know what that would be at your age? What that song would be? Uh, that would have been around 1990. Uh, a lot of real McCoy and shit. <laughs> 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 Scott's a big fan of Labouche. <laughs> Labouche on the playlist. How old did you have to be? Like around 13. Gosh. Yeah. So that Like formative years. Yeah, yeah. And whatever the soundtrack is, it's it's probably what has identified your... What was Dance Mix 93? What was that? (laughs) Right. Whatever was on that. Real McCoy. Real to real is on there. (laughs) Probably Real McCoy. (laughs) Move it, move it. Yeah. Big Mr. Vane fan over here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Going to bed early... Voluntarily, hell yeah! That's I a was, nice feeling. I was such a night owl when I was younger because I was working in bars and stuff like that, and I would get home at because last call back then was at one a.m. So I'd get home by about one thirty from my gig. I'd be up till three, four in the morning, and I thought this is the fucking best. Everybody's in bed sleeping, and I'm I'm up doing nothing, wasting time. Now, if I can be in bed at nine o'clock, that's like a nice treat. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's a nice feeling. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, and it's funny to have the same conversation now with with my daughter where I'm like, because she's same deal, like wants to be up till four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, there's nothing good happening at this time. It's true. Like you're wasting the day. And I, I was the exact same. I don't know how we ever break through and kind of explain no. <laughs> like how to just change the the whole routine because it, you're from midnight to 4 a.m., nothing is happening. Yeah. It's a complete waste of time. Okay, but go to sleep. <laughs> yes. However, um, your body kind of tells you, "Oh shit, no, you're not doing that." I don't know what age it is, but at some point, your body's gonna say, "Stay up until two a.m. Get the fuck out of here. Never. It's ten. Go to bed." Yeah, but people who are having a Mountain Dew at eleven thirty at night, they're they're helping. They're not helping the cause at all. <laughs> uh, telling your kid. Because I said so. Yeah. Swore you'd never do it, and now it's the go-to for you as a parent. We don't even know what else to say, though. Like, that's what I figure, because I hate that I do that, but I do that sometimes. Like, but why? Because I said so. I'm like, darn it, I can't think of anything good, but there are reasons, but they're complicated. You know what I find I'm doing is I'll scold, not scold, but I'll, questions like, why won't you wear a jacket in the winter, like to a teen, and, and, and they're like, Oh, I don't want to wear a jacket. I'm like, it's stupid. Wear a jacket. It's winter out. I'm fine. Then you're sick three days a week and going to miss school. But I did the same thing. You did it. And I don't know why I did it. And I, I, cannot, I cannot go back to that moment and explain why the hell yeah. I refuse to wear a jacket. I remember being like a teenager at one point and like, you know, you go through the stage where like you don't, don't talk to pe- You don't want to talk to your parents for long. Like, how's your day? Fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. And I remember thinking, like, I should remember that I just can't help it. I just don't want to talk. Like, <laughs> and like things like that just happen. Imagine as an adult, you could do that. I just don't want to talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the meeting, yeah. the meeting, okay, what, do, what ideas do we have here? It's on you, Jim. I don't feel like I, it. I don't feel like it. You're like, what do you mean you don't feel like it? I just don't, I don't feel no, like no, having no. ideas. It's fine. It's fine. Skip me. I don't feel like having Skip ideas. Skip me. But it, there's, there is something to that. It's like it, teenagers, you do, do dumb shit. And it's almost like in the moment, you know you're doing dumb shit. But then you get it to be an adult and you're like, why did I do that dumb shit? But then you try to scold your teenagers for doing that same dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm already expecting it to happen with me. You're telling me it's happening with you. It's 100% it. going to happen. I believe it'll happen. That's your punishment for doing That's, dumb shit is, is watching it? your own kids try to do that dumb shit. It's just karma, right? It has to be. 
Same with when you have your own kids and stuff happens there too, even even with babies and things. And you know what's the most frustrating is that they refuse to believe you. Yes. When you're like, I've been here in this exact spot. Yes. If you just listen... You will avoid these pitfalls that I fell into, or you would fall. You would be able to avoid this pain in the ass or nonsense or crap that, that spent, wasted a whole summer. Yeah, you know things like that. Yeah. They just refuse to listen because they hit a certain age where they know everything. Fun. Good luck, Cat. Yeah, thanks. This I've per- got two girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yikes. Uh, this person says, "I never thought I would say the line. Well, you're under my roof. You live by my rules." And I just said it to my 17-year-old. That's a big one, though. And you know what? It is your house, and they are your rules, and people better obey them. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Except- I don't know if I ever rebelled against that when I was a teenager. Like, I'm trying to think when I was a teenager. My parents had rules, for sure. And I and some, I wouldn't even say that they were super strict, but some of them were, like, unfair. You know what I mean? Because my friends got to stay up till whatever it was, 1130. And mine was, my time would always be like slightly less for some reason. Like my time's 11. Everybody else's is 1130. It's 30 minutes, you know, like, but well, it's my house. Like, you come through the door at that time. But I don't remember ever like trying to rebel against it. I just kind of was like, fine, but it, this is dumb. It's the ultimate shutdown argument from parents. Cause how do you argue with that? It's my house and they're my rules. Well, that is true. It's I've true. never paid a fucking mortgage payment. So yeah, yeah I guess we're going to have to go by your rules. It's true. Owning a minivan. You're almost at minivan age, aren't you, Did you ever? I have a CRV. That's not a minivan. Soon? Think of the practicality of having a a minivan. It's not a minivan. Why don't you get yourself a caravan? You wouldn't go in that territory, though? I don't think so. Yeah. He's not ruling it out. Minivan people are hardcore. Like, my sister-in-law has a a minivan. She keeps telling me, like, get a minivan, get a minivan. I'm like, I haven't, no, I'm not interested. Well, they're way better than they used to be. If you... Like they, I, I remember yeah, the older cool. days of like the uh, they're expensive too. The Astro, the old Astro van. <laughs> remember, yeah. remember that thing? Yeah, we, those were tumultuous days. We had a safari. <laughs> yes, growing oh, up. Yeah. Do you remember a safari? That's a yeah. I got my f- hands stuck in the door on a safari. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> they were not safe. No, they were death traps. Yeah, I I remember getting out of the back of uh, my friend's van. Uh, he was in the front seat. Uh, his mom took us to like Blockbuster or something awesome. I can't remember what it was, but we get out and I was getting out of the car and I used my hands to prop myself out. Uh-oh. And as I was getting out, he slammed the front, <gasps> his passenger door and my hand was in it. So bam, slammed the, the door shut on my hand. And then at, like, like he was butthead stood there and went, Whoa. And just looked at it. I'm like, open the door. Open the door. I'm like screaming at him to open the door. And as this is happening, his mom like did the automatic lock on the door. So he couldn't open the door. Oh my god! So I'm like screaming because my hands stuck in the door. Eventually, she heard the the uh, prepubescent screams and came running back. I was like, "What's going on? Oh my god, your hand is in there!" <laughs> I broke my middle finger. Did you break it? Yeah, oh Frac- well, fractured, god. fractured a bone in the middle finger. Oh. So that was always like, I'm never getting a minivan. Like it was the minivan's fault. Damn you! <laughs> Damn you! I feel like if you have more than two kids, you have to. Like I feel like you have to get a minivan now after I, two kids. I do think that they look a lot better than they did before. Sure. Now they've got like the automatic doors on both sides, yeah. and, it, and it, it it looks a little nicer. But I don't think I'm a minivan guy. You know, you one so? one time no. I tried to convince myself maybe it's time to get a van when they released that one that had the the coffee table that pops up in the back seat. Do you remember that one? I think no. it was a, no. like a model of a Dodge Caravan. The seats were like facing each other and there was a table that popped up. It was almost like they were trying to create an RV in a van. Is that safe? No. Absolutely <laughs> no, not. No. That's why they stopped making it? Probably. Oh. That sounds 
horrible. I'm trying to think of how I would how I would go about that. I had a friend of mine had one of those passenger vans that was like a 10 seater and the seats behind the driver and passenger seats were swivel seats and they turned all the way around. Yeah. And that was kind of cool because we would all hop in the van and there'd be like 10 of us in there and you could face it. It was like an, being in a limo. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine that for good practical use. <laughs> you can convince yourself of all sorts of shit. Well, I can sit here and have a steak dinner. But will you have a steak dinner <laughs> in a van? Yeah, when would Why that would you do you that? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay and eat my meal just a little longer in this van. <laughs> Screw my home and kitchen. <laughs> I'll eat in my van. <laughs> One more thing that as a, a young person you swore you'd never do, but you do it now. Eat broccoli and other green vegetables. Oh yeah, and I and like them. And like them. We should highlight because yeah. I like I I like I like broccoli now. Was there a protest when you were younger for any particular vegetables? Um, you know what? Honestly, carrots, and I still hate carrots. I don't like carrots, mm. and that that's the one vegetable if my kids don't want to eat, I'm like, yeah, it tastes like dirt. I don't blame you. Damn! Earlier this week, I made like an orange glazed carrot. Really, it was quite nice. Oh, yeah. well, see what I mean with carrots though? You have to glaze them with sweet <laughs> shit in order to stomach them. They're terrible. What about people who put broccoli and, and cheese sauce and? That's good. That's good. That's good. What? Oh, that's okay. No, but you gotta cover it in cheese. You don't actually like it. Oh well, it's, I like I like it just plain too. You it's just have good. a handful of broccoli. It's all good. Yeah, it was steamed. I don't eat. I don't really like it raw. Huh. All right. While we're talking food, fruit roll-ups is warning people against a TikTok trend to not eat the plastic that yeah. the fruit leather. Who the hell is doing this? Is wrapped in. After someone on the platform claimed the plastic is edible, the company recently debunked that TikTok user's claim that the plastic is safe to consume, stating on their social media accounts, it is not recommended to attempt to eat the plastic packaging. The post was accompanied by a video, stitch of the user's clip, and then the caption read, legal is making us clarify, you should not attempt to eat the plastic. Hashtag fruit roll up. How hungry are you that you ate the fucking plastic on a fruit roll up? Well, that's what I'm, I'm wondering, and I want to break that down a little bit because the plastic is on there, sure. And they're like, oh, it's edible. Does it mean you have to eat it? Does it mean you would want to eat it? Oh, it's it's edible. I must eat it. What what benefit would you get from looking at that plastic and going, oh, son of a bitch, it's it's edible. Like <laughs> I remember, as, remember as a kid, there was like a gum that they put out that they were like, oh, the you can chew the wrapper, and the wrapper would be oh, the gum. Really? And we all believed it, and we would eat this gum with this wrapper on it. It was, I don't think it was edible because it never really <laughs> broke down, <laughs> but we believed the myth. But what would be the purpose of it? Like, what benefit are you getting from the plastic? What time are you saving by not separating the plastic from the fruit roll-up? It's I, just I, laziness. It's fucking lazy. Is it? And no, you can't eat it. It's not good for you. You should never ingest plastic. I, I don't I, know why we have to explain this. I just wonder if it's just one asshole, though. Like, did one person just put a TikTok out there to try to go viral, and then nobody else tried it, but then fruit roll-up had to go out of their way and, and post this to make sure nobody else was doing it? Uh, you like, know, I feel like do it, people do it just to get attention. Uh, maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe some of them do, but there's also no shortage of people who will get really revved up when they've learned something that they think nobody else knows. Guys, I saw this incredible hack on TikTok, and you can eat the plastic that a fruit roll-up comes in. Watch. And then before you know it, they're in the ER, just wasting everybody's uh. time. But it's like the Tide Pods. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's say they went, you know what, folks? These are edible. Would somebody be like, son of a bitch, I've been waiting for this moment. Now I can finally eat this laundry detergent. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. Think about it. So ridiculous. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. They were questioning the CEO of TikTok yesterday. I don't know if anyone caught any of these uh, highlights. How great was watching that? Oh, my God, Dave. I was like baffled. Okay, it looked like it it made them look terrible. The people questioning him looked terrible. Senators. Senators. Actual senators that have no idea how their phone works or the internet, apparently. It looked like the, like old white man boomer conference questioning this guy. The, some of the questions were the stupidest questions I've ever heard. Like, just dumb. Well, you check the pupils? Do you check the pupils of the people to see if they're yes, high? I like, saw what? that. <laughs> what? The guy's like, what? We use facial recognition. You use facial recognition! You just said, yeah, because we have filters. Everybody has, like, Snapchat has it. Instagram has it. They're filters just to see where your eyes are. So then you're checking the pupils. Yeah. Like, the one guy happening? the one guy was on with the pupils. He's like, oh yeah, you could scan the iris. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. He sounded like a nut job. He yeah. sounded like it didn't he didn't sound smart. <laughs> I was I was baffled by some of the things that were coming out of those people's mouths. I was just like, "What are you? You sound dumb." I don't I don't like this technology. And the guy was like, "Everyone uses it. (laughs) It's like the most popular thing in the world." The one the one dude was asking about Wi Fi. Yes, I did see that. It was so good. It was so good. The guy's like, "So can you connect to somebody's Wi Fi?" And and the the the, the guy from TikTok's like, "Well, if they're at home and they they they're on Wi Fi, then." Yes. He's like, so you can access someone's network? And he goes, uh, well, to use the app, you'd have to be connected to the internet. And if you're using your home internet, then yes, you would be connected. And he's trying to explain how the internet works. And then this guy's like, so if you're on the network, you can get into other people's phones? And he's like, <laughs> like no, that's not how it works. <laughs> but they're fucking dumb. And these are yeah. our leaders. Honestly. It was embarrassing. You know, what is the outcome here? Are they really trying to determine if we need to ban TikTok or are they just showboating? Because I still don't understand why anybody's banning TikTok. If you watch that yesterday, it was abundantly clear. There's really no difference between TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They're all taking personal info. There is a difference. One is run by a Chinese company. That you're absolutely right. And they feel that they can't control it. That's what I, and trust me, this is an unbiased, this is my TikTok employment aside, seriously. It feels to me like they're worried about, because if you go on TikTok, there's a all kinds of shit. There's hacks, there's this or that. There's people who are debunking myths. There's people who are questioning the government on there. And if the U.S. government can't do anything about that, that's where I feel like they lose, they feel like they lose control a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, this, this may sound like a bit of a controversial statement, but I, I do believe that it's someone in that group of people that were asking the questions yesterday has in their private life used the word Chinaman to describe somebody. <laughs> like, well, like they were just so like suspicious of every little, th- like 
everything about, so the Chinese is doing this. He's like, everybody does that. What are you talking about? It's not just us. And at one point, didn't he call him Chinese? He's like, I'm Singaporean. Like, yeah, can you just stop yeah. calling me a Chinese? Or I don't even know if he called him, whatever it was. He's like, can you do a little research? I am Singaporean. I am not even Chinese. <laughs> it was it was baffling it to just, watch. Oh my gosh. It was, it, it was fun to watch the play-by-play on TikTok. Yes. Because there's people sharing those the, the clips yeah. and, then, and then just the faces of people being like, uh, how is this what is taking up the government's time right now? Like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, it did seem like a waste of time. I am glad it's televised and I'm glad to know that everybody's paying attention to it because I think that this helps younger people in particular realize that those assholes sitting up there in the Senate chairs are fucking dumb. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They apparently don't know how the internet works. And it shows that it's really just centering out TikTok. And it's because it's a Chinese-owned company. That's the only reason. Because TikTok was quite right yesterday when they pointed out, I mean, Facebook and Instagram and, and all the other American platforms, they've had their own share of privacy issues. We're just trying to comply yeah. and, and and live life here. I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, he just had to bring up Cambridge Analytica once, and then they shut down they one of the questions Ooh. completely. They were like, no, move along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never heard of it. Next what question. What do you mean? <laughs> The senator's time is up. <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting a little low on time here, so I'm just going to run a couple of different things by you. First off, it's not going to open as we heard on time, but the hover link that is supposed to link St. Catharines to Ontario Place in Toronto is a little behind schedule. Oh. It was supposed to start running any time now. This is a hovercraft that will get you from St. Catharines to Toronto in 30 minutes. That's cool. That'd be amazing. It's going to run 48 lake crossings per day, 365 days a year. The cost is estimated at between 50 and 60 bucks a person. Each hovercraft can hold 180 passengers. Oh, that's worth it. That's worth it to go without traffic and parking and all the other things, but isn't can, it? Can you go without your car, though? How many people from St. I guess if you're yeah, going from St. Catharines to Toronto, yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't know many people that are going Toronto to St. Catharines and don't need a car to go somewhere when That's they're true. there. Yeah, once you're there. Right, you'd have to Uber or find some kind of transport to get to wherever you're going. I think they thought that we were all just going to jump off the hovercraft and start walking around. Unfortunately, Port Weller in St. Catharines, the, the port area there, it's not close to Niagara-on-the-Lake. It's certainly not close to the falls. Like no. You're going to have to take shuttle buses or but something. But it's closer. I, do you think this opens up the conversation to have the shuttles like they do in Vancouver? How do like, those work? Like, it, it, you could put your car on it. Like, you go from Vancouver Island. Oh, it's, and a, fa- like a, it's ferry? a ferry, right? And right. You, you would basically go into, like, a car park, um, and they bring your car over with you. Mm-hmm. Right? I wonder if that opens up that conversation, and would it be any faster? Because that Burlington Skyway, oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> That's a mess there. The yeah. Niagara Skyway, all of it's just like, ugh. if I can avoid it, I would love to. Well, this is what I'm wondering. We used to have something called the cat. It was a ferry that would take you and your vehicle. Now, it failed because Toronto forgot we had it. We were supposed to have been building a ferry terminal and didn't do it. Whereas Rochester, our partner in this, they built this big, beautiful terminal. Then when it was our turn to hold the grand opening, we were like, ah, fuck, we forgot to build the terminal. Is anybody using it? No? Sell the cat. Get rid of the cat. Did anyone bring scissors to cut the (laughs) ribbon? Oh, crap, we forgot. (laughs) So now that cat is being used to shuttle people back and forth between Maine and Nova Scotia and through the Bay of Fundy. Great. But maybe we should revisit that that ferry idea. If we had a ferry that went, say, Toronto to Mississauga, Port Credit, stopped in, say, Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton, Grimsby, St. Catharines, and stopped just short of the falls, 
that would be a cool, practical thing. If it did go to Rochester again, mm-hmm. even better. It, we are so close to all those areas. Unfortunately, there's a great big lake in the way. So I think if we bought back the ferry and all of us promised, we'll all take it at least once. <laughs> I promise. It would pay itself <laughs> off, wouldn't it? I swear that I will at least one I time see. take the ferry to St. Catharines. Well, I think, and see, to me, this benefits the people of leaving St. Catharines going to Toronto way more. Like, yes. I feel like that's the sole purpose yeah. of it. Like, I understand, yes, you can get you can get to St. Catharines and then make your way to Niagara Falls, I guess, from the Toronto area. I feel like this is more so, though, for those people leaving St. Catharines to Toronto. Like, for me, I wouldn't, if I lived in Toronto, I don't think I would, I, I would bother doing that unless the other way. Unless you're going home from work. Like, let's say you live to down there. To and from work, sure. That is there could not be a helpful. parking area, though? Like a go, like we have for go, for example. Yeah. Is you'll, there? You'll park your car in St. Okay. Kitts, and then you jump on the, the hovercraft. It takes you to Ontario Place, and then they have a shuttle bus that'll connect you to Union. Right. That'd be All, great. Until the no, Ontario th- subway line is built. I think that's something, though. I think that's probably good. People will use it. Yes. Uh, 50 bucks a day? Ooh. Oh, that's, that's true, steep. though. That's deep for the daily worker, like you were saying. I think this is more so for... Well, it's going to be, is it summertime only or this year round? All year round. Even Christmas oh, Day. Fuck. 48 no, trips not a, a Not a lot of people, are going, to, not a lot of people are going to use that in January, February. There's two of them and they're going to go every half hour. Uh, oh I don't see that. I don't see that lasting. I don't see the need. For the winter months. Yeah, I don't see the need I just to be don't. that high. Unless it stops in other places. I mean, St. Catharines is fine. It's directly across the lake, but they've got to pick up in, in Burlington, Oakville, Hamilton, all those places. St. Catharines is a very narrow market for this. But if I'm leaving Toronto to go to St. Catharines, and you're stopping in Milton yeah. and Mississauga. Nobody wants to do that. You're then going, then yeah. you're losing all those commuters for sure. Like losing, there's no way the commuters will do it. Well, the time you lose the time. The right? time. It's the no price. longer. Yeah. It's no longer uh, a time yeah. saver. This is a tra- this is a travel and tourism months only thing to me. That's all I see it. I see me anyone in that area of St. Catharines being like, great, we're gonna go to a Jays game. Hop on the hovercraft. Let's go. That that's what I see. That seems like a good idea. Yeah. C is on. Yeah. You know, exactly. instead of going down and trying to yeah. fight for parking. Exactly. Oh, there's also a, a concert or a game at exactly. BMO Field. And you're like, oh, there's one parking spot in Toronto we all going to fight for. True. Yeah. If there's a show at Budweiser Stage, it's literally door to door service. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I feel like that's it. Like, that's the key demo right there. Well, the they, people doing that. They swear they're not pulling the plug on it, but it's delayed for now. I kind of want to try it out, though. I think that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. A hovercraft across Lake Ontario. I don't want to be on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But I'll try it. Because <laughs> I don't want them to make a movie about me with Leonardo DiCaprio the and Kate first, Winslet one year. The first The one. very first run. Yeah. yeah. It was the hovercraft of dreams. <laughs> uh, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm I'm doing a, the touristy thing in the beautiful, uh, thriving metropolis of London. Ooh, ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the full-blown 100 Kellogg experience, which means the factory there. There's a really nice arcade. Uh, the clubhouse, which is right up your alley, by the way, really? Scott. Absolutely. Uh, there's a mini golf in there too. That's where I'm taking it. But the whole family's going to London, and then the Monet experience. I'm also going to check out. I've too. heard that's amazing. I've seen it on Instagram. Like my friends who have gone are like, "Have you been?" and showing me photos. But so finally, I'm going this weekend Look too. At you, yeah. You going to try and get some sleep this weekend, Dave? <laughs> yes, wherever I can find it, I will try my Anywhere, damnedest. Yeah. Anytime. I got to re-dry while the ceiling in my kitchen. Okay. Wait a second. This is an old project, isn't it? Did you screw it up and have to do it again? No. So last year there was a small leak in the tub, which is above my bath or in my bathroom, which is above my kitchen. And and I had to cut into the drywall to fix the leak. And it was just, they didn't seal the drain properly. So I sealed it. 
I just didn't feel like putting the drywall back up. And now it's we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of when I cut it out. So my girlfriend pulled me aside this week and said, this weekend, fix the fucking drywall. Wait a second. So you just had, what have you had, a hole in the wall? Hole in the kitchen. Wow. In the ceiling. No wonder you haven't hosted anybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was. I was, I was what the hell is up there? I still have not been invited over. I'm like, well, because well, there's, there's a there's a trap door. That's why. Let me tell you something. If you guys are putting off something that you've got to do in the house, don't put it off any longer. Because the longer you put it off, the more work you'll have to do. Now, if I just closed it back up, put up some drywall, mudded it, taped it, it would have been just fine. But now, because I didn't, now this has turned into a whole fucking project. I've got to move one of the junction boxes. I've got to install new lighting fixtures. I'm putting in pot lights and all sorts of shit, all because I created work for myself by not doing it sooner. Well, you're up there, sweetie. We might as well redo all the light fixtures. You know? Is, is that I pulled that. I pulled that before. Question for you about the drywall. Is this a one-person job? Like, can you do this by yourself? And the only reason I'm asking is because doing it for a ceiling... Yeah. Like you how are you hold supposed it to hold it. it up and then you have to do it at the same that seems like a lot. Your hands are gonna be you're you're not gonna feel your arms. I after don't that. know if it's a one person job, but he's sure as hell gonna try. You're gonna do it. Good for I, you. This is normally something I would call Dave for. However, he's actually got me at a point where I feel bad for him because he hasn't slept in three weeks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I think he also knows that I would put a, a a trademark screw somewhere that it doesn't belong. <laughs> you know, there's a light fixture and then Three or four centimeters over to the left, there's a screw there that's not really holding anything in. What is that doing there? Why is that there? And he would see it every day and he'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I never should have asked Dave to help. Yeah. That's, now I, I got to fix that rule too. Rule one is don't ask Dave to help. <laughs> <laughs> if you do something poorly, eventually people will stop asking you. That's why you do shit like that. That's On right. On purpose. Who do we owe an apology to? Uh, let's dig into these. There are some apologies owed to people who like sleep. We should apologize to those who enjoy ASMR. Uh, also those who dislike it. So, Scott, we're sorry. Uh, anybody who has ever had a massage while listening to Megadeth, we owe you an apology. <laughs> Don't we write it off. <laughs> That'd be good. Don't knock until you try it. Uh, we should say sorry to bird lovers. Uh, we also give our uh, deepest regards to anybody who um, uh, hates a squirrel. Uh, we really at this point should just say sorry, not sorry to the squirrels, but we will. Kind of uh, they don't listen, squirrels. do they? Do we have a big listening audience <laughs> well, yeah, of the squirrels? Well, Fuck them. Well, yeah, what's the demo like when, when it comes to squirrels? <laughs> uh, we should also apologize to those who like to stay up late all night. Sorry to minivan people. Apologies to people who had to sit through the TikTok questioning. Uh, that was brutal. Uh, sorry to fairies and fairy enthusiasts all around the world. And we should also apologize to... Uh, Scott's girlfriend, because the, this drywall thing is not going to go well this weekend. So this is a preemptive apology. And finally, sorry to Mike Tyson. Not Ooh. for any particular reason, but just because it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Mike Tyson wouldn't even want to talk to my girlfriend until that fucking ceiling is fixed. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Three inches to the left. In all fairness, it's been almost a year. Yeah, Get to it. Guys, have a great weekend. We will see you right back here on Monday. Bye. Impossible Foods just issued a recall of their breaded nuggets because they could contain wood pieces. <laughs> could? I guess you'll know in the morning if it feels like you're trying to pass an umbrella handle. There you go. Hey. We had an unexpected visit from a tornado. The strongest tornado we've had in 40 years here hit Montebello. 110 mile an hour winds. The last twister of any magnitude to hit Los Angeles was in 1996. Fortunately, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt were around back then to stop it, but...
This one, our meteorologists on the local news, they didn't know how to describe it. They're like, there's a big out of control soul cycle class in the sky. We don't. The CEO of TikTok testified before Congress. Then, of course, the head of Instagram Reels showed up and said all the exact same stuff, just not as cool.